I'm Bruce. And I'm Bubba. And this is Rolling Rolling in the Dark. Sorry, we had the great idea of changing our names to our men, our old man names. Yes. And mine is Bruce. And I am Butta. No. Nope. <laughs> I am Butta. No. I'm. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm Bubba. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. Your guys' your name sounds more like your derby name yeah. than mine does. I don't know. Butta to Bubba. It's not that different. This is completely different sounds. I also like Buddha, but that's not an old man name. It's not. It's, it's your like deity name. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. So I hope we Ugh. didn't confuse you guys. We're still bruised and we're still butter. Don't tell them. What? They, they don't know. They, they know. They know now. Maybe, they knew the whole time. Maybe they were fooled. Where are you? Please Message us. us and let us know if you were fooled. Because if you were. Shame on you. <laughs> All right, so we were just talking about how the Selena documentary is coming out. Yes. Apparently, Yolanda's been hiding some secrets all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When people suddenly get a movie deal, they well, all she's of a actually, sudden have so much to she's, say. She's actually up for parole pretty soon. So and I think that's something that's leaning towards why she wanted to do it. Because she wants to come out of jail and not get immediately murdered? Yeah, no, people are still going to murder her. She might have to go into witness protection. No, she's going to have to. She's going to have to. There's too many people that are against her in every single way, regardless on why she killed Selena. It was a bad move on her part. Well, yeah. I mean, killing anybody in general is a bad move. Of course, exactly. But. But, I mean, hello, Mexico sweetheart. Yes. And not only that, she took her in her prime. Like, she was just about to take over the world. Yeah. And she was literally going to be, like, the biggest pop star or biggest star in general. Mm-hmm. And, mm. she she t- so, and she took so that from talented, us. She was so talented, beautiful, yeah. just... Yeah. What a tragedy. People still, like, vibe to her music today. Oh, I, yeah. Like, we literally, yeah. uh, when we went to karaoke one night, That's somebody right. sang it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, my God! Like, New we were all words. losing it. Like, yep. it's... She brings together everybody, She's you a know? Legend. Yeah. No, it's kind of like Aaliyah, except that someone actually murdered Selena. Yeah. But yeah. it's like just like with Aaliyah, like in her prime, yes. so much good music. She yeah. was just there like, was so much she was more. In movies. Yeah. Like she could have been like Beyonce. Literally. But, but she just uh, was robbed was the chance to do that. Young, but you know, Gypsy Rose is just doing her thing. She slowed down a lot. <laughs> I think she got the hint. <laughs> Although Good. there's another movie coming out about like her, her immediate release, like what happened right after she was released. Oh, isn't it like a little docu series? Yeah, yeah. Which I am not going to watch. It just it's. I just don't want to pay. I don't want to put any more money in her pockets. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like over it. I've been like just go live your life, girl. I'm yeah. happy you're out and all that but like go take care of yourself now yeah you don't have to be in the limelight yeah just go go do your thing take care of yourself go be with your your weird husband (laughs) he is very weird well he's clearly just like loving eating up every oh yes oh he is loving he's living and basking in that light for as long as we'll let him for real so let's turn the lights off did you see that (laughs) (laughs) did you see the thing that was comparing ryan to her to mom her mom well no did you like, did you hear yeah. about the theory that like he might be her, her half brother. brother like that was bogus i was like wow you guys are y'all are really reaching like yep but yeah uh no funny way. you say gypsy rose though mm-hmm. um the case that i am covering today 
a lot of the controversy on this case that has recently came out uh-huh. has to do with Gypsy Rose huh? getting out. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, uh, by the way, I don't know what case Bud is talking about yet. So uh, <laughs> she once again is <laughs> kept a good secret. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, I am, sneaky. I am new year, new me. That's right. You're doing really good. <laughs> You're doing really like, good. Yeah. All right. Um, so. But yeah. So uh, because Gypsy Rose made it out uh-huh. and because she unalived her abuser, this is kind of, ca- this case is kind of like that. But the, the these two victims... Mm-hmm alleged victims okay i will say um killed their abuser uh, mm-hmm. is this the parents where they kill their abusive parents mm-hmm. is it menendez or it is one? yes oh. last night i texted you to make sure that you weren't covering it because <laughs> i already I was, was like no way you're going to if you're going to text me yeah. wondering well that's why i said just checking my list <laughs> what if i had said yeah i'm covering it this then week. i would have i would have been like hey i would have been like hey um well i'm already halfway through so <laughs> but oh, yes i am okay. going to be covering this um wow. apparently wow, i watched wow, wow. this uh documentary series on this mm-hmm. um that recently came out talking about how gen z they have gotten very interested in this case because of the allegations that were made against the parents yeah and it's brought a lot of things to light and yeah get us into it girl. yeah i'm gonna I can't wait to hear i'm about gonna it. get us into it i'm not gonna get i am not going to get too deep into gen z and gen x's um, no, no. theories Just but i am case. gonna talk about what happened and like bruce said in our last episode everybody's entitled to their own opinions mm-hmm. and um i'm just gonna give you as much as the facts as i can yep and at the end of the day you're gonna make your own decision on what these guys all right did. well now it's my turn to make my decision yes are you gonna be biased maybe i'm always biased <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but no i'm not no. <laughs> um, you were not very biased on the last one well i you really you took the facts for the facts and I, you, well, you didn't jump to any conclusions i didn't i didn't, I didn't know the case so that's why but i, I know saying case. at the end you know you didn't yeah. go in one direction or another so. i feel like i say i'm biased i do have my own opinions and my opinions are strong but mm-hmm. i also like to see the other side yeah. Well, you're good and you're like, you're very like open-minded. And even if you have an opinion that you're sure of, you'll listen to the other side. And if it's convincing enough, you will like well, open your mind. I'll be like, okay. You'll I consider it. it. Yeah. Not everybody's like that. Yeah. So let's get into this. Thank you, Patty, for your recommendation. Yes. And please don't forget to look at the trigger warnings because there will be some good amount. Yep. 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 Um, so on August 20th, 1989, Lyle, 21 years old, and Eric, 18 years old, come home from a movie. They went to go see the new Batman movie at the time. When they walked through the door and into the den, they find their mother, Mary Lois Menendez, who went by the name Kitty, Mm -hmm. and father, Jose Menendez, brutally murdered in their mansion in Beverly Hills. Lyle immediately calls 911, crying hysterically, telling them someone has just killed their parents. And if you listen to that 911 call... You can barely understand what this man is saying. Like he, uh-huh. you well, can, how old was Lyle? He was 21. Okay. So he was super, super distraught on uh-huh. the phone. You could barely hear what he's saying. And he's like trying to make out the words. Yeah. And then. Super upset. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, anybody would be upset coming home to a scene like that. Sure, sure, sure. So when police show up, they find Eric, the 18 year old, sitting on the lawn, hysterically crying. Okay. Police come into the house and they find Jose on the family's white couch with a shotgun blast on the side of his head. A shotgun? Shotgun. Ooh. Yeah. That, okay. Those are real messy. Yeah. 
And while his wife was found in a fetal position by the, her husband's feet with oh. several gunshots to her knee and one oh. blasted on her face. <gasps> Jesus so Christ. basically their faces were not recognizable no, and they probably no. wouldn't have recognized them if they were found anywhere else other than their home. Right, for sure. It was found later that Jose was shot six times and Kitty was shot 10 times. By a shotgun? By a shotgun. Don't those only have two rounds? I think so. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you have to. You can, so you have like to, a. You have to pump it and then mm-hmm. reload it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So someone was angry. A lot of work there. Um, investigation starts, and what the police need to find out is who would want to do this to this to these two people, mm-hmm. and why are the brothers left? Right. And unharmed, right? And unharmed. I mean, they went to a movie, came back, and found them. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe a robbery. Maybe. Who knows? Something. Yeah. Could, yeah. It, who it knows could their be anything. Life, yeah. So I'm going to get into who this family was. Right. Um, Jose Enrique Menendez was born May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> also with you. I had to. <laughs> um, 19, uh, 1944 and was living in Havana, Cuba uh-huh. up until he was the age of 16. And then he moved to the U.S. with hopes of having the American dream. Right. Jose lived in his cousin's attic all through high school. And then he eventually got a scholarship from swimming and went to Southern Illinois University. At college is where he met his wife, Mary uh, Lois Anderson, who goes by the name Kitty. It was what is what I'll be calling her. Mm-hmm. Um, was said to be an up and coming pageant queen, oh. and she was a couple years older than Jose. Ooh, Ooh okay. Mary, is Mary Lois or Louise? Mary Lois. The two get married in late 1960s, and they move to New York, where Jose ends up getting his accounting degree from Queens College. January 10th, 1968, their first son was born, Joseph Lyle Menendez. And as you can tell, he went by his middle name. Yeah, Lyle. And a couple years later, on November 27th, 1970, their second son, Eric Menendez, was born. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose was, a very, was said to be a very hardworking man. He basically worked his way from the bottom, from washing dishes to becoming a successful businessman mm-hmm. and eventually becoming one of the CEOs of, like, entertainment. The American dream. Yeah. Oh, For he, real. he, he is... found it and he ran wow. with it. He was a very hardworking man. Yeah. Um, he, no kidding. And, and he That's hustled. That's dedication right there. Yeah, he was a hustler. Yeah. Um, after leading the U.S. operations for, of the car rental company Hertz, Jose spent the early 80s the head of RCA Records. Mm-hmm. And this record label, because he was like the vice president, president of it mm-hmm. signed a bunch of band like super big bands in the 80s like duran duran and oh wow yeah i i That's think major. is it menudo the band's called menudo right i don't know that band i don't either but they're apparently a big boy band in the 80s a big boy band big boy band for big boys for big boys only <laughs> well the the boy band was called i believe it's called menudo it looks like the soup mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say it's menudo but they apparently they were a big boy band in the 80s so he was the reason why all of them were signed got it okay so he's a big deal yeah big big deal okay uh once the family moved out of princeton new jersey to move to los angeles to where jose could take a job in the movie industry business mm-hmm. uh some type of C- ceo kind of yeah. other high-paying job that sure, he can sure. get out there yeah this is when the family got a lovely mansion that was once occupied by michael jackson and elton john in the God, beverly they Hills. were rolling in oh it. yes you can believe that both boys grew up in wealth uh, yeah and very privileged of course um, but their father did put a very intense amount of pressure on the two boys growing up. Okay. He wanted nothing but 
perfection, perfection mm. to come from these boys. Sure. And with that, you could tell that there was a lot of tension between the boys and the father because they wanted to please their father. Sure. But they're never going to meet. They the were never going to make the expectations. Perfection. Yeah. That's how I like to parent too. Same. There's no other way. <laughs> Unreasonable expectations. <laughs> yes. All the way. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> never good enough. Um. Sorry. <laughs> This is terrible. You could try, (laughs) but it will never be enough. Uh, And that's basically how Jose was towards his children. Okay. Both boys, though, did look up to their father. And Lyle, at least from what everybody could see, openly worshipped his father. Like okay, define worship. Not though. like worship, but like you know, he was just he, he wanted really... to do everything right okay, sure, by his sure, father. Sure. He wanted to make sure everything he did, he never disappointed. Right. He believed everything his father did was fantastic. He believed he was a good man. Gotcha. All that kind of stuff. He worshipped at the house of yes. Jose. Jose. Okay. I can I try to say it with more of an accent. The Jose. So Lyle, with him worshiping his father and thinking he was like the best man on earth, mm-hmm. wanted to follow in his father's footsteps and looking into becoming a businessman. Um, Eric took more of a different path and was a phenomenal tennis player and was actually nationally ranked player in his age bracket. Oh, wow. So he was really good. Dang, okay. But um, that didn't come very easily for Eric. Eric was also very pressured Mm -hmm. to do perfect of course and his father would make him do like 40 to 30 hours a week of tennis practices and all that stuff on top of on top of what he was already doing for high school wow yeah that's insane that's unreasonable yeah it well yeah that's like you telling a day like hey here's your derby practice and now you need to go out and skate another nine hours yeah figure it out right it's 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 a lot and they're pretty young Around this time, he was like 13 when he first started playing um, tennis. Sure. I mean, obviously, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crossing one, the line. It's one thing to like help your kids show interest in a sport and everything, but right. it's another to encourage b- them, bear, like to push them. Right. Thing, it kind of reminds you know? me of the Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. It dad was, a it was, bit. yeah. It was, it was kind of like that. Very similar. Like living vicariously um, yes. through their children. Well, no, he didn't technically live through them because he was already successful on his own. Right. He just okay. wanted his he family was... to be successful just like him. Gotcha. So he was very like, I'm perfect. So you, you guys need be to be perfect. perfect. Yeah. I'm successful. You guys are going to be successful in anything that you choose to do. So make sure you pick the right thing. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So both boys were destined for success, whether they liked it or not. <laughs> like, Jose, I wish that was me. Jose literally. Destined yeah. for success, well, whether I like it or not. Jose was not, did not want anything less than successfulness. In his sure. Family. And he's like a freaking billionaire. So... I mean, yeah. he has all the resources to make it happen. Yeah. He was known as a very hardworking man. And like I said, a successful man. And he wanted his kids to be seen like that as well. Mm-hmm. Jose would specifically give a lot of criticism to his youngest son, Eric, though. Out of the two of them. The he, tennis player? Yeah. Okay. He would always try to make Eric be better, but he would do it through very, very harsh criticism. Like picking on him? Yes. Uh. Which didn't make Eric better it actually brought down his self-esteem a lot of course and no matter what eric did in jose's perspective was always wrong and he will never be good enough yeah so that's a lot to put on a kid have you heard the thing where it's like especially with parenting 
it's sort of this, I don't know if it's a phenomenon, but it's this thing where if you tell your kid they're one thing, they will be it. If you tell them they're a loser, a fuck up, if you tell them that yeah. they're an idiot, then they're going to be that. They're yeah. going to, like, they're going to feel that they are that and they're going to be that. But well, if you yeah. say, like, you're a good person, you make good choices, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, I'm a good person, I make good choices. Well, yeah, you're their source of confidence. You're their source of support, everything. Right? And self-esteem, especially. Yes. You, you are the ones implanting that in their head. Yeah. So if you're like, you're not good enough you don't work hard enough, they're not going to be ever good enough. Yeah. They're never going to work hard enough. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did to Eric. Not so much to Lyle, but for some reason with Eric. He just really picked on he Eric. He really picked on him for no, some maybe reason. maybe because Lyle really worshipped him more, and yeah. Eric didn't so much. So yeah. he saw him as more of like a, a loser or something. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I, it didn't really go into anything to the point to where, like, why he treated the two sons somewhat yeah. differently. But... There was a, a clear thing, and a former swim coach was literally saying, like, you, he would watch his interactions with Eric and Lyle, and it's completely different. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, Eric and Lyle, as they got older, started to have more of a rebellious phase. I think it's just because they had so much power due to their parents having so much money and being so privileged. For sure, of course. Every it's rich like, kid. It's like a rich kid's <laughs> shoplifting, you know? Exactly. Like, it's just it's what you see. It's a behavioral it's a, pattern. It's a trope. Yeah. So what the boys end up doing is they would do a string of robberies in their neighborhood in 1988. Mm -hmm. So they would go into these houses and steal very valuable items and hide them in their house. And eventually they were going to sell them. But they never got to that because the robberies ended up getting found out by the police. Oh, good. Um, When the boys got caught, since Lyle was of of age at the time, they ended Uh up putting the blame all on Eric because he was still a minor. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. And Eric basically got a slap on the wrist and was ordered to attend court-ordered therapy. Whatever. Oh, my God. Typical rich boy accountability there. Well, not only that, his dad had a lot of money, so Mm -hmm. his dad was like, no son of mine is going to, like, we're going to get you off on the easiest thing, but when you get home, it's not going to be easy kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. So... He, like I said, he had to go to therapy, which probably what is what Eric actually really needed was yeah, therapy. Right. Good. <laughs> so, you know, in a sense, you know, the justice system did him good right there. Okay. Um, Lyle left for college and he enrolled into Princeton University, but was suspended for a year due to plagiarism. So he ended up coming back home. Okay. So, you know, his dad was not. Not thrilled. Not thrilled about, about that. Cheating. And not only that, the golden boy right. of the family cheating. got caught cheating. Cheating. Cheating, 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 Lyle, and so he ended up coming back home. So with all that the sucks. yeah, especially going home to Jose, Jose. With all the trouble the boys were getting into, it was said that Jose was so upset with the boys, what they were becoming, that mm-hmm. he was thinking about removing them actually from the will. What? Yeah, that's extreme. I mean, they're just they're being rowdy teenagers. Yes. Well, it, it comes with the territory. It, it does, but I think in his head, like I said, he searched for perfection. So right. any point of flaw mm-hmm. that he sees in them, sure, it's gonna just have a it's, huge magnifying yes. glass on it. Well, because he thinks that now everybody's looking at him and looking at his kids, and he's like, "Well, look at what his kids are doing. Can he right. be that?" And he was an immigrant. He came from nothing. He worked hard for his family's reputation and everything. I totally and I get, get that. But totally. like you said, it's just rowdy. I mean, it teenagers. sounds like he's super intense. Yes. Which a lot of parents are. Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's not, but, but uh, it's not great. But Jose was never able to remove them um, because him and his wife were brutally murdered right when he was in the process of taking of them out of the taking will. Taking them out of the will. Oh, yeah. damn. 
When police arrive at the home on August 20th, they walk into a very gruesome crime scene. They find 45-year-old Jose and 47-year-old Kitty were not so much killed, but was done in such an intense and personal way that the police really didn't have any idea who would have done this. Mm -hmm. Early on in the investigation, police determined that there was no signs of forced entry and that robbery was definitely not a motive because this family had a bunch of valuables in the house and and everything was untouched. Okay, yeah, so that's obvious. Well, not and like that too, like all the cars were there. Everything was there. Right. So it made no sense to even put robbery into it. Sure. So police ask Eric and Lyle exactly what they did before Mm -hmm. coming home. What their their whereabouts were? Yeah. So they told them, well, we went to a movie and then their next activity. Together? Yeah. They went to a movie together. And then their next activity that they were going to go do, Eric needed to go pick up his ID from home. And then when they came home, they found their parents. Okay. So when the boys were asked who they think that could have done this, Lyle answers, maybe it was a mob hit. Mm, nice. Okay. Interesting. inject that. Yeah. So later on, the coroner determined that the shots to Kitty's left knee came from a different angle than the other shots. So the killer may have been staging this to look like a mob job. Sure. So that kind of rules it out. But uh-huh. also makes them a little more suspicious on why Lyle would specifically say right. it was a mob hit. Yeah, a little fishy. The Menendez brothers' grief seemed so genuine that the police didn't follow protocols as they examined the crime scene. Oh, really? They didn't test the brothers' hands for any gunshot residue, uh, and they didn't conduct a formal interview until two months after they police. found the bodies. What are you doing? Well, I mean, I kind of get it. The boys were super young and not only that like they were super distraught like yeah but protocols protocol they were they were both adults they were yeah Um, they were both of age they were there yeah it's i mean two months two months to the interview they can continue crying while you swab their hands yeah you know yeah no easily and i honestly think a lot of it had to do with the police knowing how much money and power right. this so they're family probably was. like del- handling Super them delicate. very delicately yes yes yeah um, two months that's but two excessive. months is, yes it's like, like that's enough for them to sit there and corroborate a story well uh and forget things yeah. that could be vital exactly you know if it wasn't them yeah that's like try to remember what you were doing two months ago i can't what was two months ago <laughs> December 10th can you like oh yeah what, what were you what were you doing the week of December 10th I know I had something December 11th see what I mean like, I think it was an knows? appointment but if it's like someone asked you about yesterday yeah. what we were doing yesterday it's I a whole different story st- oh I still don't know what I but you, it might be easier, but it to, might come be easier to come up with. Yes. So investigators look for more suspects and start looking into Jose's business rivals and other people that Jose has rubbed the wrong way. With how high up this man was and how much money he had, mm-hmm. he definitely made some rivals and he definitely sure. made enemies. Mm-hmm. So when police were looking into that, they weren't even looking at the brothers they were like oh no this sure. sounds like it could be this person like a revenge or this person. Thing. Yeah, yeah exactly into the months following the murders the boys displayed very interesting ways of grieving okay these boys went out on very lavish shopping sprees mm-hmm. they would go and buy rolex they oh, would damn. go and buy cars they 
Lyle even bought a restaurant at one point. Okay, so they're clearly grieving and yes. deeply upset. And they did um, very extravagant vacations. Okay. And this was like in a matter of like six months since their parent has died. Oh, because boys. since so Will was still the way that it was, they got all the, the boys money. got everything. And their dad was worth about $14 million. Okay? Yeah. So they went on all these lavish things. And of there's course. actually a famous... Sh- photo of them that's on i believe a basketball card Mm -hmm. of them two sitting at a game where um i don't know who the basketball player is but he's jumping up and you see the two menendez brothers sitting courtside Uh wow and this was like a couple months after their parents murder god and when you see guys yeah like come on guys (laughs) come Come on on. um the boys have blown through seven hundred thousand dollars within six months which is merely (laughs) impressive yes. <laughs> in six months i mean i could blow through that i mean i could too minutes. for sure but <laughs> but under the circumstances and where that money was coming from right it's i don't, not like they needed to buy a house no. and buy a bunch of cars no or, or a restaurant or a restaurant why did he buy a restaurant but seven hundred thousand dollars was merely chump change with how much money their fathers left and plus not only that there yeah. was life insurance that was taken out on the father oh god that so he, that's even more so that's i think another five million dollars and then on top of it they were expecting more money to come in from well, i'm not sure from where but from somewhere else motive is suddenly appearing slowly 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 coming into focus yes detectives begin looking at the brothers and one of the main reasons why they did is because eric wrote a screenplay recently uh-huh. on a character who murdered his parents eric <laughs> And inherits all of his parents' money Eric, once they die. You silly goose. No. He was he's a young boy. He's not okay? that young. And honestly, he went through a lot and I think a part of the screenplay oh was gosh. to like vent. I it's just it makes me laugh so much. It's not the first one I've heard where it's like a killer writes a manifesto <laughs> thing about yes. exactly what they what did in the life they lived. By step by step. Step like, by step, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you guys we know it's not fiction. Yeah. We know you're this coming up with something. This is clearly something you've sat and thought this has about. been inspired by yes. real events. Yeah. Wow. Well, he didn't write it until after. No. Or before the murders. Uh-huh. So he wrote it before the murders. He wrote it before the murders. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, all, it, or it's pre... Yeah. So they found, they found that when they were searching the home and they found the screenplay that he made. Okay, which got is it, basically got it, got just it. a script premeditated. Yes, that's like the uh, word I can never remember. Premeditated. Okay, um, Eric still seeing his therapist during those six months. Mm-hmm. Eric ends up confessing to his therapist that him and his brother were actually the ones who murdered their parents oh, during a recorded sweet, session. Sweet Eric, you know what? Sweet innocent Eric. He is a sweet innocent boy. My God, but how innocent they were is he? getting away with murder. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? I'm feeling inspired. I mean, so which later gets taken to the police by the therapist's mistress who gave the tapes. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. the, so the therapist Juicy. the therapist didn't turn him in. Oh, um, wow. He got into a fight with his mistress and he attacked her. The therapist it, attacked the mistress? His mistress, yes. And then she took the recorded tapes and gave them to the police, which oh. had the confessions of okay, but how er- not only Eric, about- but Lyle. Well, he probably talked to her about it. Yeah, I guess so. You know, Obviously, mistress. he's not the best guy. If he's no. Out here. 
mistressing. Mistressing. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's how the police ended up getting the tapes. Okay. March 8th, 1990, Lyle was arrested. Then later, after Eric comes back from a tennis conference. Competition. Competition. Conversation. Com- <laughs> yeah. Competition Israel. Eric turns himself into the police a couple of days later. Okay. But before the trials, they had to figure out if those tapes that were given could be used in court due to the doctor pra- uh, patient privilege. Mm-hmm. So they had to take that actually to court first before they could even get this trial started for right. the for the boys. So it took two years, but the Supreme Supreme Court later ruled that two out of the three tapes can be used, which one of them, I mean... That's uh, funny. I feel like it's like, use them all or use none of them. Yeah. Why is it two out of three? I don't know. He's like, eh, we'll, He's uh, like, all we'll right. negotiate. Yeah, here we go. Um, but one of those tapes did have actually Lyle's confession, not Eric. So one, the tape that got... They both dismissed. Yes, they both confessed to the therapist, but one of the the tape that did get dismissed Uh was Eric's first initial confession. Why? I don't know. Okay. But then there was a follow-up confession? And then there was another of them two together. Oh. So in the way it all worked out, I'm not 100% sure how. I looked into it. I tried to read more court court documents sure sure sure. it was it was it's just it is what it is for some reason two out of the three were able to be used okay so it was the one where lyle confesses and the one where they both confess got you the trial begins in 1993 and both boys go on trial together but they have their own set of juries so one jury was so they go on trial together okay but one jury was one brother and one's for the other and one was for lyle but in the same trial but in the same so they've got like one jury on one side and one jury on the other side mm-hmm. and well i think the way right. that it ended up is because the trial was between the two boys mm-hmm. so one day they would talk about just lyle and then the other day they Why would talk they about eric do separate trials <sighs> say money i don't know okay <laughs> all right we just we decided to go for it yes california so this trial was broadcast live on television Ooh, everybody wanted to hear about the rich boys that uh-huh. killed their parents they're super rich parents yes. but this was one of the biggest trials around the t- um in the early 90s mm-hmm. um and the fact that it was broadcast live was insane yeah like people were going cuckoo bananas for this case of course just because of like i said it was very high profiled and the and not only that the boys i, I don't want to get into it too much but boys were very sexualized because they're both like attractive guys one of them well to me one of them is like one of them like i can see it i can see why girls like yeah Uh but the other one i'm like "Eh." but you know it was these two handsome boys murdered their family this rich family in beverly hills that lived in the house of elton john and michael jackson right of course you know it's it's very scandalous oh i could say they're conventionally attractive, yeah. both of them. Yeah, I can see why women would like them. The one with the curly hair has yeah. an interesting look. Is I, that Lyle? I, uh, no, that is... That's Eric? That's Eric, yeah. He looks kind of evil, though. He does. He looks like a tennis He's... player. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. So another piece of evidence that was found against the brothers mm-hmm. was they had bought in guns yeah. weeks before the murders using a stolen ID. Oof. So that's another thing that did... <laughs> 
not look good. No, I could imagine why. So prosecution claimed that the brothers killed their parents due to them wanting their inheritance. Yep. Sooner. Which sure. obviously from checks everything out. that I was talking about yep. clearly checks out. The defense that the brothers were going to go with was that they admit that they did commit the murders. There was no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But they swear that the murders were in self-defense. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the self-defense was that their father has been sexually molesting them for years. Lyle from the age of 6 to 8 years old and Eric from the age of 6 to 18 years old. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lyle's lawyer argued that the two were acting in self-defense after growing up in such a violent and traumatizing home. Mm-hmm. Lyle, who gave a graphic testimony of his father's al- alleged behavior, has said that he confronted his dad a few days earlier before the murders. Yes. And his father came out very angry mm-hmm. and basically threatened them to kill them. Sure. All if right. they like, came if out with anything. anything. I'll yes. Kill you. Yeah. And then defense also came after Kitty to tell the juries that one, his mother was an alcoholic and she struggled with drug addiction, but also that Kitty didn't do anything to protect her boys hmm. from the molesting that was going on. Okay. After these shocking claims, the prosecution proved that neither of the brothers hasn't stated anything to any sort of doctor, friends, or family members about the alleged sexual abuse from the father. So there was no really any evidence Mm -hmm. other than the two boys' testimonies. But defense had the Menendez brothers come to the stand and they said that their parents' murder had came from years of emotional and physical and sexual abuse. Right. Not only were they punched and belt whipped, but both boys have offered awful testimonies of the sexual abuse at the hands of their father, Jose. So I'm going to get a little bit into... Now, I do hate to ask this. Okay. Is there a chance that the lawyers sort of fed this to the brothers in order to hopefully get some pity from the jury for a lesser sentence? That it has definitely been discussed. Okay. But if you watch these testimonies... They're convincing, but it's, they were also convincing with the 911 call. Yes, they were. I'm not saying. I'm just, you know, just, innocent, just but it's very devil's advocate. It is very possible. Just like with Casey Anthony. Yes. You know, suddenly sexual assault came up. Yes. Only once the trial started. Yes. It's very, very, very possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to get into some evidence that actually got found later on after the trial. Okay. But like I said, when you watch these testimonies of these two boys Mm -hmm. explaining what their father did to them it's not something you make up it's you can see the pain Mm. behind their eyes and i mean just from my perspective yeah you it doesn't look like it looks legit it looks legit it looks like and if and if it's not legit at least some of it had to be true right not unless these boys deserve an oscar okay because they're Test like I was watching them as I was researching this case, mm-hmm. I was crying, oh, like wow. literally crying because you can tell they went through something traumatic. I mean, their father was already pretty intense with everything that he wanted from these boys, right, but right. on top of it, to know that he was doing these things like to these sexually boys, abusing yes. them and molesting in, them in every type of way, and their mother yeah. not stopping them. They sure. had nobody on her side. They only had each other. Mm-hmm. Like. 
And not only that, the two boys didn't know that the other one was getting molested until mm. days earlier okay. of the murders when, when Eric told Lyle, like, dad's been doing this stuff to me and I can't take it anymore. And that is when Lyle, you know, big brother came in and was like, I have to protect my brother because he did the same things to me. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy. yeah. So I'm going to get into a little bit of what they said during their testimonies. Okay. Lyle claimed we would be in the bathroom and he would put me on my knees. And in, with, when he was saying this, he had such a shaky voice. He would make him have oral sex with him. Oh, Lyle testified geez. claiming that the abuse lasted from the time he was six to eight years old. And oh, that he would, God. from that time, he would constantly come into oh, his bedroom God. and rape him. Jesus. And you know, perform oral sex on him. Oh, God. All that stuff. Jesus Christ. And so Eric who also came up and testified, got it the worst out of the two, which we already know with the intense way he was criticizing him and everything. I'm not that surprised, but Mm -hmm. he also got it longer too because his abuse lasted from 6 to 18. Um, Eric claimed that he suffered sexual abuse at his father's hand, telling the jury he would have me give him oral sex and he would oh stick God. needles and tacks into my thighs as he was doing it. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? Jeez. Not sure. And it was also said that during this time, Eric, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, and it's going to get a little graphic, and I'm very sorry. So when he would give his father oral sex, he would ejaculate in his mouth, and he would make Eric swallow it. Oh, God. So when he was doing that, he said that all he did was taste his father's ejaculation in his mouth. I'm so sorry. I'm so, 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 so sorry. And what Eric read was that if you ate a lot of lemon and a lot of ketchup, Uh that that would just remove your taste buds. Okay. And so he needed a lemon with everything he ate, Mm -hmm. ketchup with everything he ate, because all he wanted to do was just get rid of his taste buds. Of the taste. taste Yeah. Jesus Isn't that so sad, Oh, my sad, God, that's though? messed up. Yeah, that's... Ex- well, yeah, that's horrifying. <laughs> it's, oh, my God, it's, like, unbelievable. Yeah, and they and like I said, both boys didn't know that the other one was getting... Right, or had. Or, or had any of it, other than um, a couple times they did go into the showers together, and not all the time would they end up in a sexual thing, mm-hmm. but sometimes they did, but I feel like most of them, them too, they just kind of blocked it out. Yeah. Oh, man, um, that's horrifying. So during the testimonies, both boys showed that they were obviously traumatized by something, and they were constantly crying on the stand to the point where they had to take multiple breaks yeah. during the testimony. Like he would try, Eric would try to answer something, and he'd just break. Mm-hmm. And same with Lyle. They'd ask him a question, and he'd just break. And like I said, these testimonies were real right. like it was you have to I mean, be really so good hard because yeah. it's like they're the victims are no longer alive to defend themselves exactly so it's sort of like it's just taking their word for it because yeah. they murdered well not only that they don't have they don't have any proof that they said that they told anybody or physicians yeah. that they've seen nobody's claimed right. anything so, so it's like it's sort of it's their word against it's exactly the other word, which the other word cannot speak because they are because gone. they murdered yes. it. Yeah. Okay. So after the six months of the trial, the jury was hung and they were unable to agree if Lyle and Eric's murder was 
them actually killing their parents because they wanted the money or Uh if it was because they were acting in self-defense because they couldn't take the abuse anymore. Yeah. Um, Which is understandable. I mean, if I was sitting in that jury, I wouldn't know what to do or what to say. Right. Because... I mean, I'm sitting here like, what uh, do I do? What do I say? yeah. Yeah. So now the two boys get a mistrial and they end up going on a second trial. Okay. And the judge did ban any video recording okay so this one was not being broadcast. this was not broadcast okay, um, trial. just because the judge felt that the fact that it was so controversy and everybody was out there right that it, it just it made it harder yeah. for everybody to kind of see exactly the so, jury, it's already hard enough on a jury yes. we don't need to add additional public media pressure exactly yeah. so the judge also ruled that there was not enough evidence for their claims of sexual abuse and basically threw that argument out mm-hmm so now the defense had to come up with something else because that's all they had. The defense now had to come up with a different argument because they were out of luck. Right. That was the only argument that they had to why. Because the boys have already committed. Uh, yeah, they've, um, they've admitted, admitted to, it. to the murders. On tape. Yep. Yep. And this is when the mistress mm-hmm. of the therapist comes in. Oh my God. And she comes in actually to testify for the defense mm-hmm. and says that the boys were manipulated into confessing. What? Yeah, so on the tapes uh-huh. of them confessing. Yeah. She's saying that the therapist manipulated the two boys into confessing. How? Uh, Not what? sure, but again. And why also? The, but again, defense just lost their biggest argument. Uh-huh. They are grasping. They're desperate. They have nothing. Yeah. So they're trying to say that since the boys confessed on the tapes, mm-hmm. they're trying to throw that out because... Without that confession, they got nothing. Right. And so they thought if they brought in the therapist's mistress, who is already mad at the therapist, that is why she gave the tapes over. Right. They could get her to say, hey, he basically manipulated them into confessing that will get thrown out. Uh Obviously, it was a very weak argument. Yeah. And it didn't help at all. She just needs to stop getting involved. Yes. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> she needs to start getting mad. <laughs> start getting mad and jumping in the things she doesn't know about. Right. Come on. Um, but that, like I said, it didn't help the boys at all. And they were found guilty of two counts of first degree mm-hmm. murder, which if you remember, first degree murder is premeditation. Right. Which is the reason why they came up with it is because one, they found the screenplay. Yes. Two, they bought the guns. Right. That's enough right there to prove premeditation. premeditation. 100%. Lyle and Eric were sent two separate prisons until 2018 when they were reunited and allowed to serve their sentences together in the same facility in San Diego. Each brother has actually gotten married in prison to two women who aren't incarcerated. They were pen pals. Oh, okay. One of them actually wrote a book about, like, meeting him, uh, Eric. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But... I always find that fascinating when that happens. Oh, yeah. How does that work? people marry prisoners that are going to be in prison for life. How is that? Why? Uh, I mean, maybe it's a nice setup. You know, you've got like a boo, a pen pal that you don't need to live with. Or like if you're like kind of a control freak at home. You <laughs> maybe. know what I mean? I still get the love. Like I still get that love, yeah. but my space is mine. Yes, you stay where you're at because right. you have to. Yeah. So um, what were they sentenced to? I'm sorry. Life or? Li- life without parole. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but recently, and I mean recently as in like 2023. I believe last year, like very recently. Okay. Yeah, I think it's either last year or the twenty or twenty-two. Uh-huh. New evidence has came to light, and other and others have came out to say 
that they have actually been abused by Jose. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. And a petition has been filed on the behalf of the brothers in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles County Supreme Court argues that new evidence directly challenges the argument that defense tried to make during the trial, Mm -hmm. saying that the boys were abused for years and this is why they killed their parents. So they want a new hearing. They want just some type of trial, new trial for these boys because now there's now there's evidence out. Sure. And they also have found a letter that Eric sent to his cousin okay. eight months before the murder, sharing mm-hmm. all the details about his father's abuse. Mm. Where the letter came from, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think they were. Um, it was like family doing some spring cleaning or whatever and yeah, they found the they letter found and they started to. reading it and wow. the, as soon as the family saw that letter they sent it straight to a reporter which why would they do that send it to their lawyer yeah so they sent it to a reporter who ended up giving the letter to the lawyer okay thank so, you reporter thank you for being a kind person <laughs> but it, it went into intense detail Okay. Of the abuse that he endured. He literally would write, he wrote on there like, you know, I never knew. So this wasn't come up by the lawyers? No. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So there is some evidence. Interesting. Also included in the petition, allegations made by the former uh, Puerto Rican boy band. Menudo? Menudo. Yes. Suggests that Lyle and Eric Menezes were not his only victims, that Roy Rosiello who raised allegations in a Peacock documentary series called The Menendez Plus Menudo, Boys Mm -hmm. Betrayed. And he claimed that he was raped in the 1980s by Jose Menendez when he was 13 or 14 years old. And that's about where his age was that he liked, I guess. Okay. Jose Um, liked. Jose liked. Got you. And it was also said that when... he preyed on. Yeah. And it was also said that as the VP of that record label, he was, when he was talking about the boy band, he said, "Mm, once they're 16, we got to find a new one because they're too old now. Ew, pedophile. And that came out in an, like, he actually said that in, like, paper, like, it's written down in paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Because when Menudo signed the contracts, it said, once they're 16, they're going to have to figure something else out because we're done with them. We're no longer interested in... 16 year old which is it's sick that's yucky it's sick. that's really gross yes oh, God, so now Jose. that that guy has came out and has said you know he's he raped me as well oh, and i don't i don't think these boys are lying about what happened to yeah. them because it happened to me sure and then on top of it the letter so it was enough mm-hmm. to put a petition in what has came out from that petition we don't know yet because okay. it was so recent right but now to keep us updated i will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this case is about 33 years old since it happened. But recently on TikTok, a lot of influencers came out and said that they do not believe that the brothers should be in prison due to the sexual abuse that they encountered. And Mm -hmm. they were basically killing their abuser. Right. Which is where the Gypsy Rose thing comes into play. Okay. A lot of people are now saying since Gypsy Rose was let out. I Mm -hmm. mean, yes, we already talked about Gypsy Rose. We understand that she did not... She didn't pull it. She didn't do it. Yeah. She planned it. Right. But she manipulated a man. And did not, but did not actually do, do it. Do the deed. Right. Yes. Yeah. So they're trying to say, well, we let Gypsy out for killing her abuser mm-hmm. or at least making the plan to kill the abuser. Right. Why are we not letting these men out? Okay. I understand the argument. Yes. And another thing that they're trying to 
argue is that if this trial would have happened in our generation, that mm -hmm. it would have been looked at completely differently due to like people just looking more sympathy. Well, not only that, looking victims. Yes, yeah. because back then, men like Jose don't do that. Right. Powerful, wealthy men do not do that. It's unheard of. It's yeah, exactly. Back in the 90s. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, too, it's because this stuff does not happen to boys. Back in the 90s, it was a big like. Sure. It's it was taboo. different. It was different if it was a female that this happened to. But boys, no. Sure. And right. Out of the question. a lot of the younger generation is saying that it should be looked at now with how open-minded everybody is now mm -hmm. with all the therapy that people and evidence that they found through researching abusers and yeah. victims of abuse mm -hmm. and how they like act and everything. And I can't remember what it was. There was an HBO documentary that I watched and the therapist said on there that when the boys, how they were acting within the six months. So you remember when they were spending the lavish right. stuff and they were yeah, going yeah, on lavish yeah. vacations and stuff. She's saying that because of all the trauma that these boys went through, mm -hmm. that once their abusers were, were gone, gone, they found this new sense of freedom that caused them to be very impulsive, which included impulsive buying. Okay. And it's just kind of like a thing of trauma. And that's how they're coping with it. Maybe. And since the boys had the means they to go do it, it, they yeah, just went. Yeah. And that's how come they went and bought cars and Rolexes. And, and a went restaurant. To, yeah, a restaurant. They went and did all, they went on lavish vacations. Yeah. They went to like Cabo and all this stuff. And they were spending all the money. And it was just basically a, like how they were coping with it. Okay. I guess. I, can, I, I mean, mean I possibly, can it. but it's like, it's almost like why even. Yeah. So there were just. no way to prove that. They're just saying that that's just like. A behavior that comes from okay. people who were victims of abuse and sure. if their abuser has finally gone. I guess, but it's also could be seen as like a behavior uh, which defines a motive yeah. because they wanted all this money. Yes. Because who doesn't? Yeah, no, exactly. And not only that, they had that money. And then on top of it, they thought the life insurance policy was going to come through, right. which it did not. They did not get that. But well, at the I end of the day, yeah. well, no, because it was six months and that's enough time for the life insurance policy to be processed and given to the boys. But uh -huh. they ended up finding some technicalities with it. And obviously, oh. with, so it wasn't because they it were tried no. and convicted mm -mm. for it, it or there suspected was, of There it. was something else. I, I didn't oh, really look into it that much, but they ended up not getting the payout. that payout for uh, the father's life insurance. Oh. But that is the case. That's of the really Menendez brothers. So my opinion on this yeah. is I do believe that these boys went through something. Mm -hmm. I don't 110% agree with the motive. Um, them saying that they killed their father due to all the abuse. Oh. I really what do you mean you don't agree with the motive? I don't agree that that's why they killed them. I do think that they wanted to have this lavish lifestyle. Oh, interesting. But I do, I do believe that they've gone through something, and maybe that was why they were shot so many times. Right. But these boys, when you when you see them, it's like in the beginning of the trial, they come in in these fancy suits and all this stuff, mm -hmm. and then. As the trial proceeds on, you look at these kids and you're like, oh my God, you're big spoiled brats. But then something flips on them and they become these cool boys, uh -huh. like making them look like innocent little boys. And it's like, well, hmm. these, these guys are men. Right. They were eight, both of age. They could have gone out and said, one of them was seeing a therapist. Mm -hmm. Why didn't we tell the therapist you were okay with confessing the murder to the therapist? Right. Why not confess? Why not tell him 
everything that your father's been doing to you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's valid. That's a really valid point. I do not think that they should be out because they did commit the murders. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like, you know, one gunshot to the head. It was, it was an overkill. Yeah, well, it does raise the question of what sort of justifies a murder to where, like, you know, they would have a lesser sentence given, like Gypsy Rose, because she went through so much abuse, and so they, you know, sort of had pity on her. Yeah. So, like, where is the line? Yeah, exactly. You still committed the same crime, Mm -hmm. you know, that someone would go to life, go to prison for life for. Yeah, exactly. You know, but maybe you did it for a more valid reason, and that should give you less time? I don't know. I don't really, it's... It's sort it's, of like an ethical conundrum. So, yeah, it's a weird, I think it's really just, it's it comes down to the bias mm-hmm. of it all and yeah. whatever jury you have right there or whatever judge you have. Mm-hmm. just really depends on that, but... Um, That's complicated. That's it really is, tough. It is very complicated. Yeah. And with the younger generation being so big on like social media and stuff, the Menendez brothers are coming back up mm-hmm. in headlines and people are talking about them and talking about the case and everything. Huh, I wonder what it's going to mean for them then. Well, uh, well, there's that, the that petition, petition is out. So we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I can see why the younger generation is so fascinated with it. I can see why the whole Gypsy Rose has recently getting out brought a lot of attention to this case. right. Because I I feel like they are pretty similar to an extent. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, two people were murdered in a gruesome way. Yeah. And maybe Jose wasn't all that innocent, but he did Mm -hmm. not need to die. Neither did Kitty. No. And the whole reason why Kitty died was because they were trying to say that she didn't protect her kids. But that doesn't mean that she deserves to no. be shotgun blasted to the knees no. and face. No. And well, not only that, the boys staged it as like a mob hit. Yeah. They were hiding they, a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I just. Eh, it's messy. It's a touchy. And, it's yeah. it's very touchy. It is. But, you know, I would love to hear. It just blows my mind that they would have gotten away with it if not for the therapist's mistress. <laughs> she's the one who blew it all out i mean yeah they literally were like they were scot-free yeah they well were like whatever the rich well, kids they and... were still looking at them due to the screenplay that eric wrote were they yes that was oh, the okay. reason why they started looking into the boys a mm-hmm. little bit and that's when they found out that the boys bought the guns a couple oh, of weeks before okay. with the stolen ids so i don't know how far they would have gotten away with it but yeah that the the mistress bringing those tapes in gave them enough the evidence to arrest them yeah yeah so and that's all they needed right so but i would love to hear everybody's opinions on this case because it is a very controversial case Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't think that they should be in prison and a lot of people think they should like i said if you go look it up on tiktok all you got to do is just search their names and a lot of their supporters will pop up and they're very aggressive (laughs) with their opinions they're very like you know there's no way and blah, blah, blah. So okay, well. it's it's worth taking a look into if you're interested in this case now that no, we it went is through interesting. it. So. It's interesting for sure. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. keep us updated on what yeah. the, how the Wait, petition so what, goes. So what is your opinion? My opinion would probably be, I don't know, they should probably have two life sentences each, you know, 50 years. Oh, okay. And then be eligible for parole. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say life without parole. You would be a very fair judge. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I, I mean, it's just like, you know, they took two lives, so you, you paid for two lives. Yeah. They've only been in jail for 30 years. So yeah. So I would give them another 20 and then... See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, they're serving life in prison with no parole. Without so parole. May- see that? So, yeah. So that's, maybe, maybe now with the petition, totally they might 
give him parole. Who knows? We'll see. We'll With see. all the new evidence. It's hard to, to go back on that kind of stuff. But. It is. It is. After, and not only that, they found them guilty. There's premeditation in it. There's right. a lot, a lot of stuff against them. Mm-hmm. But hey, they're already married and stuff, so they're living their lives. Yeah, right. They look yeah. happy and bald. And and they moved them to the same like prison, so and now so they're now together. They have each other. Yes, they're brothers. Wow. Cute. But yeah, that is the case. Thank you so much, Party, for your recommendation. Su- yeah, suggesting it. It was fun. I uh, well, not fun, but it was interesting. The research. I actually knew a little bit about the case when I first looked into it, yeah, which is why I that. that which is why I took it over Bruce taking it because I was like, ah, I can. Mm-hmm. I yeah, already know nice, most of the story. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know about it, so it was. It's yeah. good to like get but a whole one of the on bi- it. one of the bigger cases in the 1990s. Yeah, so for sure. I'm sure, like you it's ask a big name. your parents about it, they'll tell you. <laughs> I will. I'm going to do. <laughs> if you're going to commit a crime. At least do it with family. At least do it with some brotherly love. Agreed to all of it. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram at Rolling in the Dark Pod or send us your case suggestions to rollinginthedarkpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Our sources for the story are in the show notes. All righty. We'll all see you guys next week and we're going to roll on out. Right.